Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF, your hometown radio station right there in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia. And we're just glad that you have uh, tuned into this station, and we're glad that you are now tuned in to Let's Talk About Jesus. Now, if you want to talk about politics, you can turn to MSNBC, CNN, Fox News. Uh, there's all kinds of political uh, uh, jargon and political infighting and political stress and trauma and trouble. If you want to talk politics, uh, it's all all over the news today. If you want to talk about uh, 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 all kinds of interpersonal relationships uh, among celebrities, there are websites you can go to that will lead you into all of that quagmire. If, if you want to talk about all of the troubles, you can tune in to the the psychologists uh, that are 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 speaking. I call it psychobabble because I just don't believe that human psychology can take the place of the peace of mind that the peace with God and the peace of God gives. That's my personal stand because I know that the creator of all human beings knows how to fix us. <laughs> and I believe that the prescription is found in the word of God. Uh, the word of God is like a medicine chest for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. For not just for headaches, but for heartaches and heartbreaks and, and, and fear. Uh, you know, there's not a pill that they can give you for fear. But there is a peace that transcends fear and that in fact uh, passes all understanding that is available when we put our trust in the Lord. Well, I'm just kind of telling you where I'm standing today. Amen. I've often said if we would spend as much time in faith book, the Bible, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, as we do on Facebook. Nothing wrong with social media, as long as we don't let it consume us, and as long as we don't allow other people and other sources to influence us as Christians above the word of God and the Holy Spirit. Oh, friend of mine, that's why I love the Bible today. That's why I love to put the focus on Jesus. And that's why the name of this broadcast is not let's talk about our denominational dogmas and doctrines. It's although that's important. I'm not minimizing that. But the name of this broadcast is let's talk about Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, friend, I'm so glad that you've joined us today. We just want to give a, a shout out to our, our listening family. We know there are those of you here in this broadcast that are consistent listeners to it. And we just want to thank you for being part of the listening family of this broadcast and of this station, WMAF. And if you're a brand new listener today, we welcome you. And we pray that you will be challenged uh, by the Word of God that we're going to study today. Uh, I believe I'm going to have your agreement. Uh, there's something God is doing. I believe with all of my heart in the hearts of every human being on this 
planet. I believe there is a sense. That's why when I tell you the title of this message and we get down into this message and teaching it, I believe there's going to be a resonance in your heart and in your mind of the truth of it. And and uh, and I just believe that God is putting it in the hearts of human beings so that they will be stimulated to put their faith in Christ and be ready for his soon coming and therefore be ready to live eternally with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. To have our sins forgiven and to know should Christ return in the next 30 minutes, we will be ready for his coming. And if we should draw our last breath, that readiness for his coming may Makes us readiness for our going to him. Hallelujah. So friend of mine, this is a win-win today. Whether he comes or uh, or we go to him uh, by way of uh, dropping this old body and our spirit soaring away, uh, we need to be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. And therefore, we're going to be talking about how to be ready for the coming of Christ. This is a message I have preached before taught before, and we're going to continue to return to it in one form or another, because as we get closer to his coming, this message must, therefore, become a more prominent message to the Christians and to the world about us. Jesus, in fact, is coming very, very soon. So this is a warning to the lost, and it's a wake-up call to the Christian. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, I want to begin our study in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24, verse 43 and 44, and listen to the words of Jesus. He said, But know this, if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched, and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. One paraphrase says, you must be ready all the time. And this word ready in the Greek means prepared to do something, and literally prepared to receive one coming. Oh, friend, if a a loved one that you haven't seen for years is coming to visit you, a family member that's been in another state or another country, and now they're coming to visit you, uh, you will do things in preparation because you know they're coming. Amen. And this is this is literally a word. This readiness is to receive one coming. See, God doesn't mince words. There's not a word in the vocabulary of the Scripture as holy men spoke by the Holy Spirit and wrote what God spoke to them. You know, when I come on the air, I pray that God will, as I yield myself to the Holy Spirit, that God will make my, as I make my tongue the pen of a ready writer, that the Holy Spirit will speak to me, that he might speak through me, that we might accurately, rightfully divide the word of God today. Amen. All right, listen, I want to make a statement that I believe can be biblically and prophetically verified. Number one, we are living in the last 
of the last days. If you're going to be ready, we need to be stimulated to readiness. We need to understand the times that we are living in. We are living not just in the last days. Bible scholars would agree, I believe, that the last days, as it's referenced, uh, specifically began on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out unto man. That in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So specifically those last days. And you say, but look how many years have transpired uh, from that time. Absolutely. And you see the scripture said that, that a day is a thousand years with the Lord and a thousand years is one day. We deal in time. Uh, God is not locked into time, but he is, he it deals in eternity. And he gives us points of reference because we really can't conceive of, of the, the infinite universe that if you go on in a specific direction, you will go on forever. There is no end to the universe, just like there's no end to eternity. <laughs> if you watch the the cartoon uh, Toy Story, a very, very well done, I might say, uh, movie, animated movie, uh, Buzz Lightyear talks about infinity and beyond. <laughs> infinity, there is no end to infinity, so there's no way to go beyond it, but that was the expression used to make us smile, to infinity and beyond, to eternity and beyond, age without end. Every human being is a living soul that will live eternally somewhere. The issue is not whether you're going to live eternally somewhere, but the issue is where will you and I spend eternity. So this is, as I said, not only just a wake-up call to the Christian, this is a warning to the lost. We are living in now, not just the last days, but we are living in the last of the last days. For Jesus is coming very soon. And Jesus could return, therefore, at any moment. Jesus could come. As I understand the scriptures, and many will agree with me, many scholars of scripture, Christ could return at any moment and not do any injustice to the prophecies. There's nothing to be fulfilled, necessary to be fulfilled uh, before his coming. But many things are fulfilled concerning his soon coming. All right, we need to be ready all the time. We need to be ready all the time. This message is a message of preparedness, and we need to be ready all the time. Let me make some statements today uh, in light of these, these statements I've already made. A world church is forming. It may be in its very uh, 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 early stages, but a world church will come on the scene, uh, and a world government uh, will form eventually. It may be in the baby stages uh, that that uh, governments are seeking somehow to cooperate together, uh, but it will come. Uh, a world currency will soon be 
accepted to stabilize uh, the the very uh, un, unstable uh, monetary systems of the world. A world leader will soon appear with a global peace plan called the Antichrist. We are very near to a cashless society uh, as a result of 21st century technology. The falling away has begun among many formerly dedicated denominations. The apostasy, therefore, has begun. Amen. The Bible said that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. These are signs in the church itself. Amen. So in order to be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ, we must, number one, be watchful. We need to be aware of all of these things that are occurring. Amen. We are to be people and children of light and understanding and revelation, bringing realization that we are living in the last of the last days. And we should be a people that are not looking uh, fearfully upon what's coming upon the earth, but looking faithfully to who is coming back for us. Praise God. The parable about the ten virgins awaiting the espoused groom is a message of preparedness. And I just want to read that. You've all, many people have heard it if you're a Christian, but listen to it out of Matthew's Gospel 25, verse 1 through 13. It says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. I want to stop right here. Oil is a type uh, and used as a type of the Holy Spirit in many occasions of Scripture. When David was anointed by, uh, as one of Jesse's sons to be a king, uh, to replace uh, a king that had, had now uh, fell into disfavor with God. When David was anointed, it was a horn of oil that was poured over him. Oil in many places is a type of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. This is talking about people who have a profession of faith, but do not possess literally uh, the reality of salvation. This is not to make people unsure. Uh, God wants you to be sure of your salvation, but he wants you to know that by the witness of the word of God and the witness of the Holy Spirit. Literally, His Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if any man have not, Paul taught, the Spirit of Christ, he is none of His. You can't get truly saved, born from above, without the Holy Spirit coming to indwell you. I'm not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the indwelling of God the Father, the indwelling of God the Son, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that manifests Father and Son within us. Listen, friend of mine, you can't get saved 
and not become the temple of God. It is a virtual impossibility to have a religious uh, uh, experience rather than a reality experience of God. There's a difference in going through religious routines and rituals and meeting the Lord as your Savior, accepting Him, receiving Him. You know, when people were thronging Jesus, they were all over him. They were wanting to touch him and wanting to receive something from him. Crowds thronged him. They elbowed literally the disciples out of the way, pushing and shoving. <laughs> and and Jesus was talking about the personal relationship he would have with his disciples, the intimacy. And, and they asked him, they said, how is it, Lord? that you will manifest yourself to us and not unto the whole world. And he said, if any man will keep my father's commandments, my father and I will come to him and we will make our abode with him. Amen. We will come to him and we will make our abode with him. The word abode is where you live. It's not where you visit occasionally. It's where you inhabit. It's where you live. God said he was going to live in the believer. When we trust Christ as our Savior, he comes to live within us. Hence, Paul said, what? Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Your body is the temple of God? Keep it holy because the Holy One has come to live within you. They, The foolish took lamps with no oil. To me, that's a religious profession instead of a true possession of salvation and therefore of Jesus Christ. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. But at midnight their cry was made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. They all woke up, and they got ready to light their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Now see, friend of mine, because you grew up in a Christian home and your mother was devout and your grandmother was dedicated, it doesn't mean that you automatically have the saving faith. You must come to Christ. You must and I must repent of our sin and receive Jesus for ourself. No one can give you of their oil, but you can have the true relationship with God that is required by repenting of your sin and receiving Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. It said, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day or the hour 
wherein the Son of Man cometh. Literally. Uh, uh, you don't know. He could come at any time. So we need to be ready at all times. One translation says, keep watch. Another says, stay awake and be prepared. Another one says, be on the alert. This parable is a strong warning against professing Christ instead of possessing Christ. I want to say that again. This parable is a strong warning against professing Christ instead of possessing Christ. Remember what Jesus taught? He said in that day when we stand before him, when mankind stands before him, he said many will say on that day, Lord, Lord, I've done mighty works in your name. You see the profession? Lord, I'm yours. I've served you. I've done this. I've done that. I've built this uh, denomination. I've built this church structure. I've, I've had this outreach. And he said, depart from me, you that work iniquity. I know you not. There's that term again. I know you not. That's found in the 12th verse here that we are studying of St. Matthew 25. A friend of mine, we never, ever, ever, ever want to hear those words because it will be too late to go and prepare ourselves and to stand before him. We need to be ready for there will be no time to get ready. Amen. This is important. This is vitally important because the word many that Jesus used to describe so many religious people without a relationship with God are going to claim him, but he will not claim them. This is an important parable. This speaks to uh, so many people that may even attend church on every Sunday morning, but have never come to a place in their life where they have repented of their sin and received Christ as their Savior. Oh, friend of mine, we're living in the last of the last days. Jesus is coming very, very soon, and he wants every person on this planet to be ready for his coming. Therefore, he wants every person on this planet to be saved. There's no doubt about it. The scripture is very, very clear. It's not his will that any perish, but that all have eternal life. That's why he told his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then the choice will be made. He that believeth shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Oh, friend, we do not want uh, a, a, a sense, a false sense of security uh, that is given through a religious system that doesn't truly prepare us for the coming of Jesus. Regardless of our background, we need this, this relationship with God that is, that is representative of a true salvation experience, of a true encounter with God, of a true, true forgiveness and true redemption. Praise God that a life, it changes your life. You're, you will never 
be sinlessly perfect, but you can be perfectly saved and forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for you today. Therefore, oil is a type of the Spirit in Scripture. Romans 8, as I said before, says, Romans 8 and verse 9, If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. When we are truly saved, Jesus comes into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. His abiding presence confirms that we belong to him. So that's why Ephesians 4 and verse 30, it says the speaks of the Holy Spirit of God by which we are sealed unto the day of redemption. And that word sealed in the Greek is like a brand, a, literally a sign of ownership. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. God's brand is literally on us. We are redeemed. We're, that's what a peculiar people means, those that have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. We belong to God. He is our Father. We are His sons and daughters. We have oil in our lamps, His abiding presence by the Holy Spirit. He knows us. We are kept unto the day of our redemption by the power of God. I like the way the Amplified states it. It says, By whom ye were sealed, marked, branded. See, it encapsulates all of those meanings of seals. Branded as God's own, secured for the day of redemption. Hallelujah. And to watch is to anticipate, to be on the alert for Christ's return and to live accordingly. Hebrews 9 and verse 28 says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and to them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Hallelujah. I'm going to quote the Amplified once again to bring full salvation to those who are eagerly, constantly, and patiently waiting for and expecting Him. Jesus is coming back for those who have put their trust in Him. As we live in anticipation of His return, we have a healthy self-watch that keeps us pursuing holiness through a purifying hope. I like this in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 and verse 3. It said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we will see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. You see, if we're truly watching, waiting and anticipating the soon return of Jesus. We're going to be ready when he comes. 
because it's a purifying hope. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Living in the light of the soon coming of Jesus keeps me from getting sucked into the culture uh, around me. It keeps me from, from being tempted and influenced by the values of a world that is oblivious to the fact that Christ is coming soon and his kingdom is everlasting. Oh, friend, this old world is not going to go on like it's been going on for much longer. Mighty changes are coming. But oh, for the Christian, the hope that we have, Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our Sovereign, and our King is coming very, very soon. And today, if you don't know him as your Lord and your Savior, I'm not asking about your religious experiences. Some of you have had none. Others have been raised in church and maybe still going to church to this very day, and that's commendable. I'm not talking about your religious background, the religion you were raised in. I'm not talking about whether you're attending a church tabernacle a temple I'm talking today do you know Jesus as your own Lord and your Savior and are you ready for him to come if he comes before this closing song is over and if you can't say that you are I pray right now you will receive Jesus repenting of your sin and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. And friend, if he didn't come for another hundred years, you and I won't be here. We could draw our last breath before this broadcast is over. And we will stand with oil in our lamp, a possession or a false profession. God wants you to know that you know. And will you come to Jesus today? And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. <laughs>